The Healthy Golf Podcast, Episode 5 with David Bateman. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. All right, welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast. We have another episode here, and today I'm very excited to bring on David Bateman, uh, swing coach, who is going to be talking about how to make you a better golfer through commitment and routine. David, welcome aboard. Thanks, man. Happy to be with you guys. And this is uh, this is my first interview in a while, so I'm super nervous for everybody who's watching. So try not to look me straight in the eye. You might freak me out some. All right. Um, before we get started, why don't you just give us a little bit of background on you and kind of where you are today? Uh, so it's wishy-washy and I've actually never told the story all the way through start to finish, but to give you the short version is I started playing golf shortly after I got out of the Marine Corps after my first enlistment. Uh, I was going to school I was working two jobs. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And my sister got married in north, middle of nowhere, Georgia, at a resort. So the morning of the wedding, we uh, we all went out for a round of golf. All the all the men went to play golf. The ladies went to the the salon and the spa. And it was the first time I'd ever actually played a full round on the course. I got hooked, um, and I went back to California and just started beating balls on the driving range. I started missing class so that I could go play. I started missing work so that I could go play. And I'm like, dude, if I don't do something now bad things are going to happen. So I was like, well, I could play while I work if I go work for a golf course. And I did that. And then I found the, uh, I found the golf Academy, made a quick decision that I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Went to school, graduated. Um, the war kicked off and I re in the Marine Corps. I've been there ever since, uh, I'll be retiring here in the next year or so. And, um, I still coached, I still played. I, I kept as much of my skill set as I could hanging around and, um, just built, I built a routine around mixing those two skill sets from, from routine, from commitment, from, uh, you know, leadership, discipline. And I, and I've found a way to mix all those things together into my teaching methodology and the way that, that I do things now, which is, you know, golf isn't really about knowing exactly how to swing the golf club in a, you know, specific positions. It's about how do you play the game? What, what methodical, routine are you using to play the game and that that makes us such a huge difference and so that's how i try to teach and here we are as soon as i retire man i'll be doing this full time i'll be in you guys's face all day long that's amazing man uh, i'm excited for you one thank you for um keeping this country and everyone safe one um but um go a little bit more into your background of teaching like how did you get into teaching are you part of the pga or um... i i am not i haven't finished my pga yet so i i attended the golf academy the san diego golf academy which ultimately turned into the golf academy of america which in turn closed its doors last year um and there's some some stories on how it went down and i'm not actually sure which which one is true and which one is ones are not but um, so that's no longer a thing. So uh, I've been looking at other educational avenues uh, to get to the ultimate goal, which is obviously have a PGA accreditation. Um, 
but that's not the end all be all, you know, um, the PGA isn't the end of the road, even for PGA professionals. It's, uh, um, it is, uh, it's constantly continuing education. It's the same in physical therapy. It's the same in, in medicine, in, edu in, you know, academics, golf, you know, whatever it be in the military included, it's, there's always somewhere to learn. There's always, every day is a school day. So, um, I, I, I am trying to leverage my experience, uh, and my self-education to make up for that, uh, having not yet completed the PGA, but that is the ultimate goal because, you know, it, it, it's, it's just the right thing to do. If you're going to teach people how to play, then that, that should be your educational goal and your certification goal would be a, you know, to be at least a PGA class A member and then go from there. Excellent. Well, I wish the, wish you all the best in, in that. Uh, endeavor and we get to that hopefully i guess that'll happen once you retire um, go yeah full bore <laughs> um but yeah let's talk about commitment and routine right and there's a lot of different routines um whether that's just your everyday routine you have a morning routine nightly routine um your routine before your shot um before your putting um just go ahead and talk about how important routine is just in golf, if you want to go into how important it is into your everyday life, feel free to, feel free to go into yeah, that. Absolutely. And, and the reason I, the reason I split it up because some people, there, there are people there that will say that commitment is routine and routine is commitment, but you, you really have to, you have to separate those terms because, um, you can commit to something that is sporadic in nature. You can commit to something that, that has nothing to do with a routine. Uh, and so um, what I've done is figure out how to, again, how do, how do I use my experience to leverage um, the discipline and commitment that I have to my craft and I build routines from it. So if, if, uh, if someone's out there struggling or they're trying to figure out what direction they want to move, um, you know, it, it all starts with, with the goal, you know, what's your objective and where are you at now? You know, and those are two really, really important pieces of the puzzle and the puzzle, this is not, this is not a third grade unicorn puzzle. That's got 12 pieces. Golf is a 10,000 piece puzzle. Um, and some of those pieces are buried and you're not going to get the coordinates to them until you go on this other scavenger hunt for this other piece. And it's just, it's, it's this mad web of never ending knowledge that you can, that you can, you can gain over, over the amount of time you play this game or you try to play it and, and you're involved with it. So building a routine is everything and it comes down to your warm up routine. How do you warm up? What clubs do you use? What are you thinking about? Okay. While you're warming up, what routine are you using to hit each and every shot while you're on the putting green before a round? What routine are you going through to gain confidence in your stroke? So you go to the first tee thinking, okay, I'm going to make putts today. Uh, what routine are you using at home to keep, to keep your muscles engaged and to stay loose? You know, are you, what's your, what's your eating routine? Like, you know, what foods are you, are you looking, are you, you're not eating and what foods are you eating that maybe you shouldn't, you know, what are the small things you can cut out, you know, routine, routine, routine and everything, you know, you look at great players, you know, you talk about the Jack Nicklauses, you talk about the Gary players, the Tiger Woods. Matter of fact, if, if, if anybody has a golf digest, um, 
subscription, check out that Tiger Woods My Game series. You'll get some very interesting insights into how he operates as a human being. And his routine is, is not specific to golf. His routine is the fact that he must have a routine. Um, you know, one of, one of the, one of the pillars of any great champion is, is, is a routine and the ability to stick, stick with it. So, you know, you take discipline and commitment on this side and you turn them into your routine over here to ultimately attain your objective. And, and of course we can't get where we want to go if we don't know where we're at. And so you build routines to figure out what's the next step in my ultimate goal, you know, uh, small, small steps, uh, attainable goals, reasonable goals, and then set your, set your expectation management into place. You know, don't, if you're going to have lofty goals, have lofty goals. And I absolutely think that you should, but you also have to manage your expectations with that. Um, and the biggest thing that I can, I can tell you is if, if anyone, if anyone's listening right now or watching and they're feeling like, well, I don't really do that, or I don't really feel like you know, that would help, or, or I always do it like this. Um, I, I, I will simply leave you with this, and I want you guys to write this somewhere on a whiteboard or, or somewhere in all caps, bold, giant marker, write this down. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. Pretty powerful right there. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head kind of just talking about the greats. And now with the rise of continued technology and social media, Oh yeah. And, um, we're able to get a glimpse into tiger's life, um, and practice routine and all these different things. Like I yeah. said, I've never got the opportunity to watch this series. I've been really wanting to. Um, but even if anyone's watching the current, uh, series on Michael Jordan and the bulls that's on TV, I mean, awesome. Michael one. Jordan yeah. has a routine and he goes through the same thing almost every day. And other things that I've read about other champions or just, successful people they have a routine they they do the same thing it gets them ready for the day or whatever they're doing right puts them in the right mindset and um it's it's huge and i think blaine mentioned this in a previous podcast that um you know it, it removes decision fatigue as well and we don't think about yeah. those little things um like having to take out the trash or doing this little thing or putting our lunch together but yeah those little things <laughs> add up through the day and you have to make decisions. And if you have less decisions to make, that's just easier for you and your brain to handle that. Spot on. Um, so I wrote myself a little list on here just to, it's just to, because there's a couple things I didn't want to forget to say. So when you're building a routine, it's, it's exactly like practice. Okay. Practice does not make perfect practice makes permanent. So you have to make sure that you're practicing the correct things in order to make those things permanent. And so when you build a routine, one, always do it the same way. Okay. But whatever you're doing the same way, make sure you're doing it right. So develop your routine around the correct actions and be consistent with that. Um, make calculations a part of your pre-shot routine. So getting back specifically to golf, make make your shot calculations a part of your pre-shot routine. Okay. Just take a look up and see what the trees are doing. You know, calculate wind into your decisions, know your distances. Um, even for a high handicap golfer, you know, it's, it's possible for you to figure out how far you hit the ball and it's possible for you to get within a certain window of, 
what right looks like you know let's let's call it 10 yards right so if i if i aim at the center of the green and my dispersion with my seven iron is somewhere between 160 and 145 you know because i'm not hitting the center of the face every time but if i'm in that 15 yard range uh, and I'm aiming for dead center of the green, and I know what that number is, I can hit that shot thinking, well, if I miss it a little bit, I'm probably still going to be on the green as long as it goes straight. Uh, you know, get those numbers. Don't be afraid to use uh, range finder or GPS to get those numbers. You don't have to be specific. You know, we're not Rory. We're not Brooks or anything like that, but we can get within a few yards. I mean, probably 10 yards is a good number to get within, even five for a mid-handicapper you know figure it out within five yards of where your clubs are going and you'll be able to make those decisions more effectively um oh construction reference right measure twice cut once for for someone who doesn't have a routine whether that's for practicing or like a pre-shot routine mm -hmm. um i know you just gave some good tips on things to account for uh, or add to add into your routine but how would you yeah. do or how do you get people to start to develop a, a, a routine that works for them uh, it's going to come through some experimentation. If you have zero routine at all, um, I can give you some recommendations. And there's some pretty neat charts actually on the internet. If you want, if you if you do enough research, you can Google you can Google your way to it. But um, I have I have what my idea and my opinion is of a good beginning routine to build off of. Um, you know, and that's uh, and that's stuff that we're going to get into um, pretty soon in the in the group, the crew of the black sail golf that, uh, that we're going to start talking a little bit more about these concepts. We're going to get into a little more mental stuff. Um, but if, if you don't have a routine, I just recommend finding a way to get into the habit of at least taking a look around and develop some situational awareness, you know, get used to taking, um, get used to taking your surroundings in and figure out what's going on. Get used to thinking about what number do you have and get used to looking at, okay, what type of swing do I need to make on, on this golf shot? You know, my ball may be sitting down. I might be in a divot. I might have a perfect lie. I may be in a fairway bunker. You know, those, those are things that we can do on the way up to the golf ball. Uh, and that's a routine in and of itself. You know, get in a routine of thinking about things on your way to the next golf shot that you don't have to consider and account for while you're standing over the golf ball. Cause then you start to get paralysis by analysis, right? There's a billion thoughts going through your head, remove some of that minutia on the way up. That way, all you need to do is, okay, what's my number? What kind of lie do I have? And where do I want to miss it? Those are really your, your three big questions once you get up there. And after that, you just pull the trigger, you know, get, get rid of the extra stuff out of your head um by by developing a routine that's going to help you think through the process as the process is ongoing um so that you can have the thought make the decision and then get rid of it um you know i i matter i played with a i played with a gentleman yesterday who had he, he seemed it seemed that he went through his entire pre-shot routine in his head as he stood over the ball waiting to hit it Cause I'm just like, I was trying to take a video of his swing form and I didn't tell him about it. I just kind of stood behind him. I was, you know, it's going to give him some, some video on the back end and say, Hey man, I, I got a video of your swing by the way. And like this video was getting into like 15, 20 seconds long. I was like, this cat has to pull the trigger at something like, what are you thinking about? And I talked through it with him 
And he's like, yeah, I just, I just, I do my checklist. You know, I want to make sure that I got everything right. I'm like, listen, there's a, there's a global pace of play problem that you're contributing to, you know, um, maybe think about, you know, making some of these choices and, and getting that stuff out of your head on your way up to the ball. That way you don't have to stress yourself out. You just make those three decisions, right? What club do I hit? What's my lie look like? And where do I want to miss it? Um, he said it actually helped him a little bit. And I, and I finally did get a video that was less than 32 seconds of him. And I was able to give him some, some, some free information uh, just, just to be helpful. Um, but I had a great time with him and, and uh, he appreciated that little bit. So, you know, don't be coachable, you know, routine is, is a very individual thing. There's no one way to do it. There's no, there's no only right way to do it. I would, I would go out on a limb and say there's a wrong way to do it, but there's lots of right ways to do it. So uh, it, it is a very personal and individual thing, but there's a lot of information out there on it. Um, and there's apps that you can use to calm your mind and, and sort of get yourself into a place where you can think more clearly. It's technology. You mentioned technology a few minutes ago. And holy goodness, there's so much stuff out there now that you can get lost in for days and weeks at a time of like, I want to fix my golf swing. I'm going to download 17 apps. I'm going to get a subscription to all these these places and these magazines. I'm going to watch all these videos on YouTube. And then I'm going to go play golf 17 times a week. And my golf game is going to be great. No, it's not. There are very, very simplistic things that you can do to immediately affect your golf game. And one of those things is routine. Man, I, first of all, I love the tip that you said about uh, thinking about those different things, asking yourself those three questions as you're making your way up towards your ball, basically. Because a lot of times, yeah. you know, you're out there with your buddy or whatever you're doing and you're just chatting, you know, shooting the breeze, basically. And you're not even yeah. thinking about your next shot until you're there in front of it, right? Mm -hmm. Um and I love the fact that you had mentioned, you know, think about where you want to miss, right? Because the game is about misses, not about where you can hit it, right? It's Absolutely. about where, where can you miss the best, right? And then mm -hmm. the next thing I wanted to get into is you kind of had just mentioned it, even with the technology there, is that there's all these different things that you can download or read and get lost in for days, if not weeks. And you just oh, yeah. get this paralysis by analysis. And mm -hmm. I've done it myself. I've um, seen other people do it. You get up, typically happens on like a par three, right? And you ask your friend, you pull your club already. You 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 already know this <laughs> yeah. right? You pull your club, you ask your buddy, oh, what are you hitting? Yeah, right? what do you and got? It's either a club, <laughs> a club more or a club less of what you got, right? And then you automatically rethink everything. Yeah. So how can you take your routine and improve your ability to commit? Uh, it it goes back to doing it right in practice. And that's why I say it develop if, if you have no routines or if you have routines that you don't like and you want to know where to start, start with your practice routine. And, and I don't mean your practice plan because that's a, that's probably a whole other show that we could dedicate to just how do you practice? Um, Cause eight out of 10 of you guys are probably, probably practicing wrong. I'm just going to be honest, not mean. I'm just want to be honest, but um, take the routine to the practice range. Um, less balls, more rehearsal, more routine. When you start to execute your pre-shot routine on the range consistently, 
and you place yourself in game time situations, which is its own routine, right? Um, make a routine out of placing yourself into game time situations over and over and over again. And guess what? When you start having to pay some consequence to yourself for hitting a bad shot on the range, one, it'll be easier to take your medicine when you're on the golf course and you'll become less and less frustrated because you're used to, okay, I know I did a bad thing. I'm going to take my medicine. I'm going to move on to the next shot. But you will also find that your competitive mindset starts to sharpen as well because every shot should mean something. If you're out there mindlessly beating balls and you go home and say, yeah, I practiced for an hour, I would have to argue and say, well, you moved for an hour. I don't think you practiced because I'm not sure that you got better at anything in particular. I think you probably went out there and you hit your favorite club for about 45 minutes because that's what a lot of folks tend to do. We're, we're creatures of habit and, and we're creatures of comfort. So when things start to go south, we want to jump back in our comfort zone. And if I'm hitting my driver all over the range, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get upset and I'm going to just pull my seven iron and I'm going to start lacing seven irons down on that 150 marker to make myself happy. Um, so I would just say stick stick through the tough times. Go through your pre shot routine on every single shot, get consistent and just push through the wall. The more competitive you are with yourself in practice and in training nobody will ever be able to be as competitive with you when it's, when, when, when it comes down, when it matters. Um, the, the military explanation of that, um, would be the more you sweat in peacetime, the less you bleed in war. And that's, that's something that has proven true for me. Um, it's proven true for, you know, some very, very close friends of mine. And, and I've seen it go the other way too. Uh, I've seen some poor decisions made from a lack of routine and commitment and decision-making that, that ultimately led to a very poor result. And so, um, although, albeit that golf is not life and death, um, you know, consistency of routine can make those two very different situations, uh, parallel and, and it makes them quite a bit the same. So, uh, commit to a routine, commit to practicing the routine and, um, You'll, you'll, you'll find that you can be more effective hitting fewer golf shots. Um, and, and, and ultimately you'll save your body as well. Uh, which is, uh, something I know you would appreciate for some of these guys are like, I got a bad back and I got bad legs and like, we'll stop hitting 300 balls a day. You'd probably be do good with 40 or 50. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that repetitive swing just takes a toll on the body. Uh, especially if you're not one, if you're just practicing and banging balls, like you said, just to hit them. Yeah. Um, but then you got on the course and say you're you're not a very good golfer and you're you know you're swinging over a hundred times that just adds yeah. up and adds up and adds up um i think i know this answer to my question but maybe one you don't have to practice these routines even these mental routines uh at the golf course right so this is something that you could probably do at home potentially um mm -hmm. to get into do you have any suggestions or uh, specific drills that you do yourself or you've given other people to practice at home? Um, I do. Uh, yeah. I like to play games. Uh, I, I like to play competitive games against myself. I like to play them against my wife, against my son. Um, my son is extremely competitive, uh, like to the point that he's visibly flustered if things don't go his way, which I think is a great teaching tool um, for two reasons is one, you got to be a good loser. I don't care if, if you, you know, that there, there's no excuse for being a bad loser. 
you know, there, there can always be an excuse for a bad shot. We're always going to make up something that happened. Right. But there's definitely, there's never an excuse for being a bad loser, but, um, but be competitive with yourself and be competitive with people around you. Uh, we play a lot of putting games uh, in the house. We, we, we do have carpet in this house. The last house I was in didn't have carpet, but this one is great because it's, it's, it's got carpet front to back. So uh, we do a lot of indoor putting and, and chipping type of games and stuff. Um, and I do my routine, even though it's just a goofy game to, you know, we, we, we play for chips, uh, potato, you know, we play for Doritos and popcorn. That's the, that's the prize at the end. But I still do my routine. I still think my way through the shots because I want to win. I'm competitive too. You think I'm going to let my kid win? Absolutely not. Sorry, not this house. But you know, you you do the routine, and 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 I I keep myself mentally sharp and competitively sharp in that way. And uh, outside, you know, you don't need a driving range, a golf course, or you know, to hit golf balls in order to practice your routine. Grab your five iron, go in the backyard or on the back porch and just think, use your imagination a little bit, set, you know, set something down that would represent your golf ball, stand behind it, choose a target, walk up to it with your thoughts. You know, what's my distance? What's my lie? Where do I want to miss it? You know, get into the routine of doing those things. You can do it anywhere you can do it in the airport if you have a golf club i don't think that's a thing anymore but i mean you literally anywhere yeah you can do this so um it's just that's just another part of it is is take the times of your day that you would normally do something that's not contributing to bettering your life and replace those five or ten minutes with just grabbing a club and practicing your grip grabbing a club and making a couple of swings outside and doing your pre-shot routine um grabbing a club just go through some slurcels and make sure that you're hitting your positions on the way back and on the way down. You know, those are, those are 10 really important minutes. Uh, there's, there's, there's been some, there's been some, some interesting findings in the, in the world of psychology and sports psychology specifically, which is like, you have to do 10,000 repetitions to build muscle memory. Right. I think if you heard this before, this is a, uh, um, I don't believe it. Uh, I'm not saying that the data is inaccurate because I'm sure that their data suggests that that's true. And, and, I, and obviously they're much more qualified to say that, but I will say that I know for a fact that if you take 21 days, 10 to 20 minutes per day for those 21 days and you focus specific action, um, I'm a big believer in muscle education. Um, muscles don't have memories. Our brain's the only one that, that has a memory, but you can educate a muscle. You can teach it to stretch a certain way and move a certain way. And so take 21 days, take 10 minutes a day, grab your club, figure out what positions are your weakest, get into them through rehearsal and make that your routine for the next three weeks. You know, I mean, some of us aren't going back to work for a bit. We have some time. Some of us are, so we might not have those 10 minutes available, but do the best you can with what you have and make a routine out of it. Yeah, it's those small, small incremental gains that you don't realize that you're building up. Basically, that makes a big difference. It's think about it as in uh, interest in either stocks or like a bank account with a really low, yeah. low percentage rate. Right? If you just continue to make little deposits over and over and over and over time, before you know it, you're going to have a ton of money in your account. But Indeed. you build this routine. Right? <laughs> so it's oh, the same yeah. thing happens with your routine for golf for getting healthy, just taking those 
whatever, like you said, 10 to 20 minutes just every day. It doesn't have to be a lot. Yeah. Um, just add, it adds up over time. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you don't feel like grabbing a club, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, whatever, you know, take those 10 minutes, extend your life, you know, make your quality of life better. How much, I'm just kind of curious, how much would you say that um, being in the Marines has kind of developed that ability to create a routine and commitment? Because I'm sure being in the military, there's tons of routines that, you know, you have to get used to that you don't set. Um, but yeah, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Spot on, man. Um, for the first, you know, six or eight years of my career, I was given every routine that I had. And so I never, I never was able to get outside of the box of creating my own routines until I figured out how effective it really was. And I had a great mentor that was able to walk me through that and, and, uh, you know, start, start me down the road of thinking, how, how is this going to affect the rest of my life? And that's when I started to develop those routines and, and realized that every stupid thing I ever did in the Marines as a young Marine, it actually did have a purpose. I thought that was a cliche. I thought that was just something they said to just make us shut up and do it. But it really does. It's those little, little things that ultimately are the difference between winning and losing uh, what in whatever activity it is, track and field, you know, combat, golf, uh, business, you know, all of it. And uh, it's the little things. It's the little things and routine drives those little things. Any, any last little bits of advice or uh, tips you'd want to give to someone who is looking to spruce up the routine again, obviously specifically to golf or just in general, trying to get better at developing routines and committing to those routines. Yeah. Start small. You know, you don't have to take on the beast all at one time. Um, start with little, little subtle changes and experiment with things. You don't have to build your life's routine in one day or one week. Um, you can try things. And uh, if you truly believe that they're not <clears throat> the thing for you in the future, try something different, you know, just be honest with yourself. Um, but, you know, also remember, like, if you want something you ever had, you've got to do something you've never done. And so some of these things are going to feel uncomfortable. Um, so just be honest. But uh, yeah, get outside of the comfort zone, start small and figure out what works for you and, and then go from there and just always all onward and upward. Always don't don't ever go backwards. Growth growth comes from that uncomfortableness. Um, some last fun little questions at the end here. I don't know if you've heard any of these yet, David. Um, but first one is. Oh, man, I'm blanking all of a sudden. What, what is your favorite or best course that you've ever played? Uh, okay, so they're not the same. Okay. Um, the best course I ever played was Torrey Pines South in California. And this was in 2003, shortly after they did the rebuild to host the U.S. Open in 2008. They redesigned and rebuild the entire course. And I was a pretty decent stick at the time. I hadn't been playing golf too long, but I hit the ball pretty well back then. Um, it was the best ball striking performance I ever had while shooting 102. Um, and my favorite golf course in the entire world is the Abu Dhabi golf club in Abu Dhabi, obviously, but, uh, fantastic, uh, facility, great people, um, uh, and, and a beautiful, beautiful golf course. All right. Next question is it's a risky approach shot to the green. Are you going for it or laying up going? There you go. Plain and simple. 
you're the first person that hasn't uh, asked me for context clues of the situation. <laughs> yeah, because I've already made my decision on the way up to the ball. That's it. See? <laughs> routine, people. Routine and commitment right there. <laughs> um, all right, last one. You're going out for a round. Who is in your dream foursome? Dream foursome. If I had to play golf with three other men throughout any time in history, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, whoever, whoever okay. you want. I'm going to have to go with Ben Hogan, Frank Sinatra, and my father. Any any insight into Ben Hogan or Frank Sinatra? So there's three, three, three things that I really need during a round of golf that make it super special to me. One of those things is competition. And that's what you're going to get from the Hawk, right? Now, Hogan was a competitor, true, true as balls. But gotta have, gotta have Needlin. You're gonna have to talk some smack. So that's that's where my dad comes in. Uh, and then you, Frank Sinatra goes nowhere without a, a glass of Jack Daniels. So um, every now and again, you gotta have some Jack. And of course, who doesn't want to hang out with Frank Sinatra? David, I just want to thank you for taking your time and you know spreading your knowledge with everyone here who's listening or watching. Um, thank you so much. Before I let you go, where can people, you know, reach out to you, learn more about what you're doing, um, get in contact with you? Uh, I would love to do what everyone else has ever done in an interview and tell you 37 places that you can get a hold of me. But listen, there is one place that it's the most effective. It's right here on Face Space. And um, you can hit me up at uh, the page is Black Sail Golf. And then the free group is the crew of Black Sail Golf clearly a pirate theme uh if you're not into pirates but you're still into golf come on by we don't we don't uh we don't walk the plank or anything like that but uh, just look us up that way and then uh just type in black sail golf anywhere in facebook you'll find us and uh always always welcome new members and and, and folks that want to talk about golf and get better yeah the, i'm i'm part of the crew of black sail golf and one the group is just expanding quickly I love the engagement that's happening in there. And yes, there are no really very little pirate themed things happening whatsoever. It's more, more <laughs> yeah. Golf. yeah. We're not dangerous just yet. We're getting there. Uh, David, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you coming on. And like I said, yeah, my knowledge. thanks for having me. Dude. This was awesome. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, man, we will. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. If you want to get in contact with David or work with him, his contact information is located in the show notes. There were a lot of great nuggets of information in today's episode, and I know that you can start using those today to help you create success in your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast and have yet to do so, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because that helps us get the podcast seen by more people, and that way we can help more people just like you improve their golf game and their life. Keep staying awesome, and remember, when you feel great, you'll golf great.